Welcome to the Tantra and Yoga podcast. These podcasts are recorded live at Anuttara Ashram with Artemis and Bhairav in the Nishka Nation of Northern BC, Canada. They bring clarity to some of the fundamental questions by spiritual seekers along the path of awakening. I'm wondering if you know why I wear the popular myth of Tantra being always like sacred sexuality or right. magic sex comes from or where? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the same way how yoga is seen only as postures. Um, because people are crazy over the body. They want to have fit um, glutes or whatever it is they want from yoga. So then yoga has become a gymnastics in the West. In the same way, some of the people who first brought Tantra to the West... They brought it in terms of sexuality. And also Tantra is the one spirituality which doesn't look down upon sexuality. It's integrated within the practice. But it it doesn't, like, Tantra, sexuality in Tantra is like, I don't know, 1%, 5%, I don't know. How much is it in your life, you know? How much is sexuality in your life, like? Whatever that percentage is, that's what it will be most probably also while you're doing an authentic tantra as well. Like it's, it's, um, it has importance uh, to bring us to the divine, but so do all the other things. And it's just because it's the only spirituality which doesn't look down upon sexuality and uh, it accepts it. Uh, in its many forms. But I just want to also add, you can practice Tantra and not have sex at all. Mm-hmm. Like Guruji was celibate all of his life. He had sex once in order to make Shabab his child. So, you know, and even then, it was only because his guru told him to, and he begged his guru, please don't make he me said, do no, this. He said no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. His guru was pressing on him. So it's not like in order to be a Tantric, you need to be having sex mm-hmm. either. Or that you need to have sex as a spiritual practice or any anything like this. Mm-hmm. And and also to riff off of what Bhairav is saying, the beings who brought Tantra to the West brought it to the West when Christianity was strong here in North America, when when it was like very wrong for um, women to be sexual beings for sex to be happening outside of marriage, for sex to be happening for pleasure and not just for procreation. So there, you know, it was radical to be introducing a spiritual teaching that was saying, you're not a sinner because you're doing this. And if anything, this can also be used for you to awaken up to your true self. But now, for myself, we live in a very sexualized culture. It's not odd to see half-naked people having sex on TV, people having sex or looking like they're having sex on billboards and magazines. Like, it's everywhere. And that doesn't mean that we're okay with our sexuality either. But then what's happening is this practice that was once, you know, radical and liberating is now being abused as a marketing tool of, like, if you get into Tantra, you're going to have the best sex of your life. 
where is the aspect of like that you're going to wake up to your truth you know that you're going to transcend or that you're going to embody or you know it just it's gone it's just like practice tantra to have the best sex of your life so it's like might have said with yoga it's just been yeah abused mm-hmm. and there's this i don't i don't know if you're on instagram but we did make an igtv explaining where sex actually fits in i wish we had the whiteboard but basically we have tantra i hope you can kind of imagine this with me as we go and then we have different religions that have tantra in it so we have hinduism we have buddhism and those are kind of the two main but it also is in also uh, jainism as well so so sex isn't in either of those two now let's just look at, at hindu tantra then within Hindu Tantra, we have three different kind of um, paths that you can take. Uh, it, it's Kaula Tantra, Mishra Tantra, and Samaya Tantra. Kaula is more working with material things. Yagna, Mantra, Yantra, uh, Samskar, Ayurveda, Asana, all of those things are in Kaula. Then we have, uh, let's go over to the third one, Samaya. Samaya is just silence and asceticism and um, still mantra, but just like not said out loud and things are pretty pure and quiet over here. Mishra is a blend between these two, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sex isn't really a Mishra or Samaya, so let's look at Kaula. Then in Kaula, we have what's called the left-handed path and the right-handed path. Left-handed path is, is um, considered to be quite radical again because they're working with what we call the, the five M's. They're working with meat, they're working with alcohol, they're working with um, parched grain, they're working with sex. They're working with things that are pretty, especially in a Hindu culture, like meat is bad, you know, sex is bad. These kinds of things are not okay. So that's the left-handed path. Right-handed path they're, they're only working with kind of what we, we work with here, mantra, yantra, like things that are not, they're not um, provocative, maybe. So, okay, we've gone tantra, three different types of tantra, then we've gone down into Hinduism, then we've gone, there's three different types, we've gone into kaula, then within kaula, there's these five different tools that we can use. One of those is sex. So... And even still, you, you're not supposed to work with just sex. You're supposed to work with all five. And you're supposed to work directly under a guru. And this path is considered to be so strong and so easily led astray. If you're supposed to be drinking alcohol all day, it, it's very hard to maintain, you know, equilibrium, let alone balance, you know, to, to stay clear-headed. But that's the point of the practice. Can you become intoxicated with these kinds of things and stay clear-headed? And so this, this path, you're supposed to work directly with a guru. Not in the way that we're working with, say, Guruji, with mantra here, where he's very far away, but where a guru is right there while you make love and slaps you across the face as soon as you start to go into ecstasy or, uh, you know, lose lose control or lust, desire. desire, lust. And, and so that, that, that's how Tantra and sex is truly practiced in a traditional way. 
and somehow that one part has been plucked and blown up and totally um, misconstrued. Um, and this whole thing with uh, sex magic that you mentioned, and a lot of people don't know about this, somehow you do, but um, uh, this was um, from uh, Al- Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley was a, a, um, was a black um, magic, um, black magician, something, whatever you call it. Occultist. Occultist, yeah, in the um, late 1800s and 1900s. And he, I don't know if he went to India, but one of his people went to India and learned some, uh, some things of how to suck the energy from, especially they were, they were all male, sucking the energy from women. Those things are there as well. And in Tantra, like there's like, um, there's white Tantra and then there's, there's also black Tantra. It was uh, done by a small amount of practitioners who wanted power, who wanted, um, loads of riches and money and it's basically like you take uh, Donald Trump and put him into robes and have him do tantra this is kind of what comes out of it you know you have somebody who's like trying to steal and trying to get things so uh, a bad practitioner will also lead to a bad um, somebody who doesn't have their ethics in order, which is as well why you have to have a guru, you know, or else these things can start to happen. Yeah, I just feel to also add that um, those being there are beings out there in the world who are offering what's called neo tantra, so new tantra. Um, but they might call it just Tantra. But they, yeah, they often just call it Tantra. And so I just want to make sure that it's also clear that, you know, everybody who's offering something around sexuality and Tantra isn't necessarily bad or wrong. They can provide some great healing and help in, in a lot of areas. Uh, but it, we have to be, especially when looking at a teacher who's teaching sexuality, we have to be very careful um, because many are very charismatic and then are using that to persuade students to do things that they shouldn't do. Um, Not just that they shouldn't do, but that they don't really want to do. Um, But at the same time, there are good people out there who are offering this purely to heal. But I would say that you should, if you're going to something like that, you should never be having to have sex with multiple people. You're never having sex with people you don't want to be having sex with, never having sex with the teacher that's when we're really getting into some very toxic and abusive places and it's unfortunately we even have to talk about it but it's definitely out there yeah if you found this podcast helpful be sure to follow and turn on notifications to be the first to know when new episodes are released To embody philosophy through practice, join our Sangha membership to access a wide range of Tantra and Yoga classes and community. Hari Om.